0: Why they don't want to use LinkedIn? I don't want to use LinkedIn to get spammers. I don't want to use LinkedIn because you know too many people give me sales messages. I don't want to use LinkedIn because I don't want to be salesy or aggressive. If you want to have clients and prospects and referral partners and a network of community that is a business audience, then you want to be playing in LinkedIn.
2: Hey, everybody. Jason Patria here, and it is 2022, and you are listening to the Lead With Your Brand New Year podcast challenge, which is the challenge and the podcast for folks just like you who are looking to make this year the year to show up, show your value, and lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. Now, we've got an amazing guest today. It is my friend Jennifer Darling, who is the author of the highly sought-after book, Increase Your Leads with LinkedIn, 52 Tips for Sales Success. But before we get to Jennifer, I want to talk about this week's step in the Lead With Your Brand New Year Challenge. Now, if you haven't been following along with the challenge, go to leadwithyourbrand.com slash newyear, where you can get our original week's downloads so that you can work along to make sure that this is your year for your career breakthrough? Well, this week we're talking about step number two, which is knowing what you stand for today. Because here's the dirty little secret. You know, we can smell inauthenticity from a mile away and it reeks. Now, people come up to me all of the time for coaching and they say things like, I want to be like Sheryl Sandberg or I want to be like Steve Jobs or my brand should be just like Oprah. And here's what I say. You ain't Oprah and you never gonna be her, right? Because there's only one Oprah, just like there's only one you. The best you can do is show up as you and be the best you that you can be. So knowing what you stand for today is all about having authenticity. So what I want you to do is go to leadwithyourbrand.com slash new year and download our Know What You Stand For Today worksheet because it starts with my favorite question that I ask every single person on the podcast, which is if you were a type of car, what type of car would you be and why? Our worksheet has you think through that so you can pull some positive traits from that because what we are trying to determine is your list of tailwinds. Now, tailwinds are those brand attributes that are going to help drive your brand forward. Quite frankly, they are the attributes that you are going to want to lead with your brand. And our worksheet gives you a bunch of tools on how you can do this in an analog way. I love using post-its. Or if you want to do it in a digital way, you can do it all in PowerPoint or any one of these cool kind of colorful file sharing type of programs. But at the end of the day, what your goal is, is to come up with anywhere from four to eight words that are adjectives or descriptors that describe how you want to show up as your brand. Now, the worksheet gives you all of the prompts to help you do that, and you can do anywhere from four to eight for this step, because in next week, we are going to turn up the volume and refine who you want to be based on who you authentically are. Well, that is our step for this week. I wanna get to our amazing guest because I am going to be talking with Jennifer Darling, who is truly a force of nature in the best possible way. Now, she is considered a revenue generating machine because she has a knack for turning ideas into money making opportunities. She's got over 20 years of experience in advertising and sales and sales management with big companies like Fox and NBC and CBS and Comcast. And she really knows what works and how to boost sales. Even in the most challenging times, she's led her team to record-breaking results. Now, she's also the author of the highly sought-after book, Increase Your Leads with LinkedIn, 52 Tips for Sales Success. And I have personally learned so much from her about how to lead with my brand on LinkedIn. We will be back in just a few moments with keynote speaker and author, Jennifer Darling.
1: For over 25 years, Jason has coached, trained, and developed thousands of leaders and executives, helping them achieve their next career breakthrough. He's a featured speaker at global conferences and companies to help everyone bring their best authentic self to work, show their value, and lead with their brand every day. Get more tips and tools at leadwithyourbrand.com.
2: And we are back. I have a fabulous guest with me today. It is Jennifer Darling, the author of the highly sought after book, Increase Your Leads with LinkedIn, 52 Tips for Sales Success. Jennifer, happy 2022.
0: (laughs) We survived. Happy New Year.
2: (laughs) Exactly. I am so thrilled to have you on the show because not only do you have an amazing career, but you are like the LinkedIn Whisperer that I am constantly channeling as I think about growing my brand. So I'm interested to hear not only about your career, but also all of these great tips and tricks that you have figured out how to master on the LinkedIn platform.
0: Are you stalking me on LinkedIn?
2: <laughs> I, I am stalking you on 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 LinkedIn. Um, but so let's dive in, Jennifer, as I stalk you more, right? Um, I, I know that you are a kind of a, an an expert at really building your network and you make a lot of connections in person right we've met at great conferences before and certainly on LinkedIn where you're interacting and meeting people for the first time in a in a digital setting but i'm interested to hear from you when you're having a conversation with someone whether it's digital or or in person how do you explain who you are and what you do
0: <laughs> you know i've been doing what i'm doing for 25 years and i think i still get a little bit tongue tied on that because It's so hard, I think, to describe like your iceberg, you know, it's like, here's the little tip of the iceberg that you want to know. And then there's the below the water level, which is all the things. (laughs) So I always trip up and doing that. Um, For the last 25 years, though, I have been doing sales and marketing strategies and planning and implementation for businesses of all sizes, consultants, coaches, speakers, small business professionals, up to I've worked with Chevy, McDonald's. Um, You name it, all the big brands as well. So I, I have a really wide range of experience in advertising, marketing, and sales. Today, I focus most of my time around helping smaller businesses with their marketing.
2: Yeah. And and um, so talk to me, you know, if you look back over your 20 plus year career being, you know, kind of this sales and marketing uh, engine, what have been some of those big career breakthrough moments for you where you really felt like you leveled up, you got to the next next phase of your career? It's
0: so crazy because I think that for one, I started out in sales. And so in sales, you automatically have a, a level of confidence. I think that you have to have to be going out and taking all the rejection <laughs> that you get and hearing people tell you no all the time. So I think i started out with a level of confidence that was there, but then as you grow and you get older, you start, start to question more things. And I don't know if your confidence increases <laughs> or it changes, because I think I start to go, oh my gosh, I don't know anything like I thought I know. It's kind of like a 16-year-old when I talk to my nieces, like they know everything in the world, right? But then when you're 46, you're like, I don't know anything. (laughs) So I kind of feel like that. But, you know, I would say some of the major breakthroughs, uh, some of them actually revolve around really big things that happen in the world. So I was working at one of the largest NBC stations in the United States during 9-11. And like most people, I remember Exactly. Like a movie play by play of what happened. Oh, I'm getting chills even saying that to you. Yeah. The morning of 9-11. And I'm normally driving to work, getting to this really robust, active, um, high level of energy TV station where they're pumping out the news and they're having the stories and we're in the sales pit and making deals and talking to people. And what happened that day was it was silent like a pin drop. Mm. There was not an, a, a, an ounce of energy in that TV station on that day or the next day or the next day. And I don't even remember when we got it back, but that was the first time in my career where I remember thinking, oh crap, like this outside thing just came into my whole world and just rocked everything and not my world, everybody's world. And then it got me rethinking about what what are the important priorities in my life? Not just my business is a separate entity, but my whole entire life because that it coexists. Yeah. It's all one thing, yeah. not just business or personal. That I would say was one of the big, big things I had to look at is like, yeah. um, what's going on here? Who am I really? Who do I want to be? What's the future look like for me? And really big question marks around those those questions to myself.
2: Yeah, and where did that self reflection lead you? Where did that lead you in terms of career and life, right? Because it was kind of like a hit the pause button moment.
0: Yeah, well, one of the things I realized, and it's still reflecting today, is that I go in about three year cycles, meaning I, and this is just such a crazy, weird epiphany to have, I get excited (laughs) about something and I last for about three years until I'm on to the next thing. And that's Mm. just me. It's like, I am a creator, so I love to create things. And then I get them going and get them moving. And then, like, I I need to create something new and something different. So what I realized at that time was I was really nearing the end of a three-year cycle for me. And what was it I was going to do next? So I took this really huge, super scary leap into going from that gigantic NBC station as a salesperson and pretty much in control of my own little bubble to being a manager at a brand new station, same company, same, in fact, the same building and the same address. Um, but I was going to be a manager to lead these this team of people for a brand new station that really didn't have a brand or a product or anything. And it was really a big leap. Um, but I was so excited to do it. And, and yet, even though I was scared, So I love this phrase I've heard lately, like scared and excited. Like you can be scared and Mm. excited about something. That's kind of how I feel about speaking. I'm scared and excited. Um, And both of those things are great and they're good energy and and it is equal balance. So I was scared and excited to have this new position and take on this new role. Um, And I don't recall like looking back, like I recall thinking like, I'm an imposter. Like who am I to have the sales manager position of this company? And what do I, what am I doing? And why do they choose me? And like all these things going around in my head about it, you know, my, um, they call it imposter syndrome today. They yeah. Didn't call it that. I <laughs>
2: we have didn't that have that the position? language
3: then. Right. Yeah.
0: It wasn't that language, but that's definitely what I was doing. Like what in the world am I doing? And why did they even pick me? And yet uh, there was still this, um, this flame and I call this flame a, a word and the word is believe. There was the belief there that this was the right step for me and the right move. And so just following that blame and going toward that belief was really what kept me in that game for the next
1: three years until I needed a new game. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was on to a new
0: game after that. But um yeah, that, it, it was just like sometimes having belief and then deciding, cause that's always been a struggle for me deciding I'm always having FOMO and afraid that I'm going to miss out if I, if I, if I decide to go this way, so I like shadow the fence of doing this and doing this, and then that doesn't help either. So just deciding like, what is it that you want? And then let's move forward to that. What is you, what is the thing that you want?
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, and talk to me about the imposter syndrome piece. How did you? How did you work through that? Because you were—I mean—you've you, worked for really big media organizations, yeah. right? You—you you basically work for all of them: Fox and yeah. CBS and Com and Comcast. How did you work through that so that it didn't inhibit you?
0: Yeah, well, say I—I I feel like the right people can come into your life at the right time, and I very specifically remember being in the car with the general manager who would have been the level above the, the position I was taking of the station that I was a salesperson for. So the other station, and she was a female uh, leader and she and I were in the car together and I was moving from her station over to the other station. And I was just saying to her, like, I can't even believe this is happening. Like, am I really prepared to make this role? Am I, whatever, whatever. And she was the one who said to me, I had those exact same thoughts every time I increased in another level of position in the organization. And so I know exactly what you you feel. And so what she did was she kind of just normalized the situation. She said, this is really normal to have those feelings, but I promise you that you are the right person for this move. And we all are in agreement that you're the right person. You might not see it and that's okay, but just trust us that we see it and we know it and we're here to support you in, in, in making that move. And so basically my um, hearing her, Laura, hearing Laura uh, say that to me just kind of said, you know what? This is okay. Other people have this thought too. You're not alone and it's completely normal where you're at right now. It didn't mean that I didn't still have those thoughts, but at least I knew yeah. like, if Laura had that thought and look at where she is right now, I'm just following her tracks and and that's okay.
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess it's sort of the whole importance of us like sharing with each other. Right. And and knowing that we're all going through these these same challenges.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it feels so alone when you're in it by yourself. And it feels like you're in it by yourself. And certainly whenever I was in a a role for a huge organization like that, and even having my own business now, there's so many times where I am just busy doing my thing that I don't even look for outside support or when people offer me outside support, I don't even take it because I'm like, I don't have time to meet with you. (laughs) I don't have like, (laughs) I can do this on my own. You know, it's, it's like that and it's never a collaboration or a community. And I feel like that is, you know, that's one of the things about COVID, I think, that kind of shook it shook it all up, is it's like this is about living a human life, which is about commun being in community and being with other people and um supporting each other to grow. And it's so funny thing yeah. is I feel like as I've gotten older my bit in my business, I've moved less less away from the focus on strategy and KPIs, key performance index and and the tactical side of the business to more of the like. What is, what, who am I being? How am I being? Mm. Who are these other people I'm associated with? And how can I support them to, um, really to be better versions of themselves and to grow in their leadership. And I'm having a different kind of conversation with myself than I would have had 20 years ago. So, you know, today is the day or this week is the day where everybody's putting like their 10-year challenge, their 10-year picture of where you were like, you know,
2: (laughs) and and where you are today.
0: And for some reason, everybody (laughs) looks more hot today Than they did 10 years ago, you know, I I don't know if
2: it's the filters. That's because they're photoshopping.
0: (laughs) It's like you've aged 10 years, but boy, do you look like you're 10 years younger than the last 10 years.
2: Exactly.
0: And when I think about that, what I think about is, okay, if we, if I know that's all fun and games, but if we were thinking about where we are today, where we were 10 years ago and where we were 10 years before that in our business, like, and in our brands, like, what is that? right? One of the things you talk about is who's your brand and how are you showing up and what is your brand? And for me, it's like, it's ever evolving. My brand's always changing. It's always, it's moving to different levels of energy or different levels of strategy or different levels of who I am and who I want to be and what the role is I play in the universe versus when I was younger, it was a lot really self self self-centered. It was really focused on me. And now it's like, how am I part of a bigger universe here?
2: Yeah. And that shift sounds like, right. How do I, how do I look at, how does that support and empower and drive other people? Exactly.
0: So it's less about like me and where am I going with this business? I mean, surely I have plenty of that. I was in sales for 25 years. I got plenty of ego to go around. (laughs) (laughs) I have that, but now it's different. It's just like. What is the bigger role I have to play in the universe and how do my gifts, what I've been naturally, you know, set up with, how do those play a role in other people's lives to support them as well? And, 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 and it's okay also to take other people's support. Like I had somebody message me this morning and said, I love your idea about X. Um, I, if you're open for it, we can jump on a call and, and, and I could give you some ideas. And normally the answer is no, but my new answer is yes. I'll find time to do that. I would love to hear your ideas.
2: Yeah, I love that.
0: I think my job in this universe is to support other people to get themselves more visible. Um, I don't know if you could tell, but I could tell. My energy increases when I'm preaching at you about making sure that you get out and you stand out and you sit and you 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 say who you are and what you do and who you reflect and you're a mentor and you have a responsibility. My energy really peaks at that, Mm. at that soapbox moment. And I know that a lot of people um, still hold back, whether they're holding back in a small way or a really big way, like you're not holding back and you're not holding back. Uh, You're, you're, you're out there in a big way, but for all of us, there's still some level of holding back. I'm sure that there are still some things that you're holding, holding back on. And then there are other people who, you know, are, aren't maybe as extroverted as us. And they're holding back.
3: because <laughs>
0: That's not how their natural language is, is extroversion. It's introversion. Yeah. But they have to find their own language to get out and, and to, to be bigger in, in the world. So I I really think that's it. And a lot of times, you know, I'll get my own inner critic coming in. And so I'll come in and I'll play small or um, I won't write the next article or I won't do this or I won't do that. And then sometimes it's just a matter of reminding myself it's not about me. This is not about me. This is about the people who are looking for me.
2: So, let's talk a little bit about your brand, and I love that you shared it's something that's like ever evolving so uh, give me three words that describe brand Jennifer darling.
0: I would say the number one word is energetic ooh yeah it's a it's been a word that just stay it stays with me and i can feel i can feel it it's an it's energetic is one of the words um I would also say caring mm energetic, caring. And I want to say positive, like I created a brand board with all of these words, Um, lots of words, right? Like these are the words I want to, these are not only the words that I want to use in my marketing, but these are also, some of them are ways of being, how I want to show up in conversations and I don't always show up those ways and I have to stop myself because I I can be very direct. I got a lot of masculine energy. I could be very direct. <laughs> you know, I could I, I'm I love to debate. And um, those aren't always the the best ways to have conversations with people. So sometimes uh I have to kind of and and sometimes it doesn't happen until after I've already had the conversation. But if I if I can like put up my red flag and, and realize that oh I'm being really direct and maybe this person needs a hug
3: first,
0: <laughs> you know? So there's like yeah. an aware, there's like also when you get, when you go beyond, there's awareness too of, of everything that's kind of like, how, how do I make this better for everybody? So I would say energetic, caring. And I think the third word uh, positive is what's coming to my positive keeps coming Yeah, It keeps repeating. But I got yeah, a little problem so, with that word because I'm not oh. always I, so I have not always a positive, a positive person. I seem that way to other people, but there's like a lot of inner critic going on in the inside, like beating me up. Mm, and so, yeah, you know, yeah.
2: It's, it's it's part of the aspirational part, right?
0: Yeah, I think what it, I, I think what it is, is that. I remember having this conversation with one of my coaches and she said, I don't like calling myself an expert or having a mastery in anything because I think that having a mastery means like you've arrived, you know, all of it. And I, and I said to her, I don't believe that. I believe having a mastery, having mastery in something means you're always learning and evolving in that topic. So Mm. I can accept positivity from the standpoint that I'm always learning and evolving about that term, even though I'm not 100% always a positivo person.
2: Yeah. Now, Jennifer, I love that you talked about you, you did the work, right, which is is what we talk about on the podcast all of the time, you know, c- creating that word bank, having that word board that you use and everything. And I love that you talked about you also need to show up as these things. So tell me, how is it that you consciously show up as energetic and show up as caring and you you intentionally show up to be positive when you are leading with those brand attributes? Yeah,
0: I, I have to remind myself. It's not a muscle that I have um, totally defined or refined, right? It, what happened to me was, um we had a series of unfortunate events. I call it my country music song. We had my country music song happen, and you know it 's always right the guy the the guy 's trucks breaking down, his dogs thing, whatever so that 's my country music song and uh I had that all happened, and we moved into what I called well my husband called it the vacation house because I hated the fact that it was a transition house to to where we are now. And I was living there and I saw my friend, um, an old friend of mine, Tina, walking her Yorkie down the road. And I thought, hey, there's Tina. Oh my God, I haven't seen her in years. And she has a Yorkie, I have a Yorkie, I have other dogs too, but maybe I should uh, text her. And then I was like, nah, forget it. I'm not gonna text her. I don't wanna go out for a while. And then I saw her again and again. And finally I was like, all right, I'm gonna do it. And so I called her and we started walking our Yorkies. And for two weeks we walked those Yorkies. And for two weeks, all I did was complain. I griped. And it was a different gripe every day about the same thing. And at the end of two weeks, I was so exhausted of my own griping and complaining. <laughs> I was like, why does she even want to with me? Like, this is so awful. Like hearing these gripes and complaints every day, I got sick of myself. And so at the end of two weeks, I said to her, I'm like, I, I, I'm i so sorry I've been complaining for two weeks straight I don't know what the heck is going on and and I wouldn't want to walk with me and and so she introduced me to this coaching program there's a little bit longer of a story here but I'm just cut to the this part she introduced me to this coaching program and she said I don't know if you like it or not it's based on the um science I guess of ontology and I'm like I have no idea what that means what is that <laughs> No clue. That's a big word. That's like a $5 word. I said, um, she said, it's how you're being. And I said, well, sign me up because I don't like how I'm being. This is not me. I know I've been demonstrating complaining for two weeks, but that's not who I really am. Like in my heart, no. I am not a complainer. So I signed up and I went through some really intensive um, coaching seminars to really look internally at what was going on and realize that it, it wasn't necessarily the external world that was doing these things to me, but really different things about my uh, me. And, and then I had to take a look and, and choose. Who is it that I want to show up? How do I want to show up? Who am I being? And make a conscious choice. So I'm constantly exercising that muscle. I've been, I was complaining yesterday and I woke up this morning, I drove to Starbucks, and I'm on a 10-minute drive to Starbucks. I had a conscious conversation with myself. You've been complaining. You've been complaining. You've been talking all about what you don't want. How, do we gonna, how are we going to shift this conversation? We, like me, myself, and I, because I'm having a 3 <laughs> How are we going to shift this conversation to focus on what you want instead of what you don't want? And so then all of a sudden, like, my brain just lit up like a firecracker. And I was like, oh, my gosh, here are three things I want. One thing I was, I love my new drumming. I love my cardio drumming. I want to figure out how to integrate my cardio drumming into keynotes. And so the focus consciously becomes, all right, I have had enough of complaining or whatever your thing is. for me it's complaining. I have had enough of complaining. I'm tired of that. Yeah. So I'm gonna make a conscious decision to focus my energy and my efforts and my thoughts on something else that I want. Yeah. And that's been a game changer.
2: Yeah. I mean it's really about how can you identify and be aware, like this headwind is actually holding me back. So now I have to make a conscious choice. Yep. Right? Like I I, I need to do something differently or I'm gonna that's going to be my brand, yep. right?
0: <laughs> Eventually, it ha- starts happening in patterns, and you start seeing it. I think, I think you experience it, experience it, experiencing it. Like I'm talking about complaining, I complain and complain, complain and complain, and until I got tired of myself complaining, was I not even aware? Uh, I didn't even have an awareness of this. So how I do, how I establish that in my brand now? I there's a tool, one tool I use, and then I think it's also having conversations with myself um <laughs> is that I uh, through my coaching certification I was given a list of qualities of being there's 28 qualities of being they gave me and before I'm going to go into a difficult conversation or before I'm going to go into a really um uh awesome opportunity for communication I will look at these qualities of being and I will consciously select as per their instructions, five, not too many to get yourself overwhelmed, but who's who I am willing to be for this conversation. Mm. I'm willing to be courageous. Mm. I'm willing to be vulnerable. I'm willing to be empowering. Like looking at these words, I'm not saying that I guarantee 100% positively I will be these things because my brain might get off track. Yeah. But when my brain gets off track and I start to notice, I can go back to who I'm willing to be and refocus, recenter.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and lead with that different energy, exactly. right?
0: Exactly. Yes.
2: Now, now, Jennifer, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you and have you on the show is you have this amazing book about uh, LinkedIn and 52 tips for sales success. I have seen you speak. I have read the book. I've <laughs> been on, on on your great webinars. And I have to say, like, I was not a LinkedIn fan before right i was someone that was like i don't know all these crazy people are hitting me up and you just totally revolutionized my thinking about how to like expand my network and and actually use that in a way to drive my own career so talk to me a little bit about about linkedin and and how people can drive you know marketing themselves to their career audience yeah and
0: you just gave me an epiphany like an aha moment right here
3: <laughs>
0: what happens i hear people say is why they don't want to use LinkedIn. I don't want to use LinkedIn to get spammers. I don't want to use LinkedIn because you know too many people give me sales messages. I don't want to use LinkedIn because I don't want to be salesy, pushy or aggressive. If you want to have clients and prospects and referral partners in a network of community that is a business audience, then you want to be playing in LinkedIn and you want to set yourself up for success in LinkedIn, which looks like three parts in my opinion. yeah. Part one is to make sure that you have a profile that is a customer focused profile that is amazing and reflects your brand. Not something yeah. that you just like threw up there because you thought LinkedIn was a job seeker website. And so what's the point of being there? And you get all these spamming messages. That's not it. It's like, what is the best representation of you that you want people to see? Websites are amazing and brilliant for your business. You have to have one. But it's also a little bit, unless you're paying for some search, it's also a a little bit of a reactive medium, meaning people have to be sent there. Where on LinkedIn, people are already going there, and your profile is going to show up. So do you want it to show up and represent the best of you? Or do you want it to show up and repel people from wanting to hang out (laughs) with you? Because that (laughs) happens too, right? Yeah. So that's the one thing. The other two things that are super important, is um, engaging and growing your connections in your community. So when people say, you know, they're not focused on growing their network for whatever reasons of what they don't want, what I take a look at is here's the reality is like you're in a business and, or you're a leader in an organization or a company, maybe you don't own your own business, but you're a leader. And how are you, you going to show up and engage with people? Because if you're not engaging and you're not showing up, you still are showing up. You're just ghosting mm. people.
2: Wow. Yeah. I mean, I've never thought of it that way, right? It's like our action of not doing something feels like a neutral, but it's really a negative, right? It is. Because Jennifer, I know, I mean, this was a couple of years ago, and I had asked you because I used to just have all of these requests, right? And I would be like, okay, I don't know this person. I would try and look, and I would be like, okay, maybe they worked at a company a long time ago, but I don't re- remember them. And and so I would just kind of ignore them because I didn't know what to do. And I remember you really challenged my thinking there to say, like, people are reaching out because they need or want something from you, and, and that's going to expand your network. And so now I'm in a space of where I I'm, I may not immediately always, you know, connect, but I'm always looking to, to build that. So for someone that's kind of sitting on the fence, like who's saying like, well, I don't have hours to spend all week on LinkedIn. Like, like what, what are those nuggets that you say? Like, like, these are the things that you need to do each week to like yeah. be there yeah. to show your yeah. brand.
3: I, I think
0: that you could, So Okay, so let me just set this up in two different ways. One, if you're a salesperson, it's a different answer. Okay, so I'm not answering right now for salespeople. I'm going to answer for leaders. I'm going to answer for brand development. I'm going to answer for thought leaders and trusted advisors. I'm going to answer for these roles because I believe sales is a little bit different of a deal. So if that's you, here's the reality. You could probably show up in 15 minutes a day and be okay. And there's two things that you want to do. After you've done your profile, because that work just happens once and then you can move on. Two things you want to do. Number one is engage with other people. Engage with others. I mean, that's building community. That's supporting other people. You don't have to do a lot of it. There's so many ways you could do this. You can make a list of 10 people that you want to engage with. You could do that, or you could just see what LinkedIn is feeding in your profile and engage with people. But when I say engage, there's three ways you can engage. You can like, comment, and share people's posts. If you really want to get somebody's attention, share their post with uh, uh, your insight to their post, add to the conversation, move the conversation forward. That's huge. And then also comment on their post with more than five words, more than five words for two reasons. One is you're going to help them with their algorithm, increase the visibility of their post, but two, like don't be the same as everyone else. Stick out. Don't say great post.
3: <laughs> nice job. Good work.
0: No, why don't you just stick out? Like we're all so scared of sticking out because you know why? Cause the internet trolls, there's so many of them and they, they hurt whenever they give us negative things. Uh, yeah. It hurts, you know, and we don't even know these trolls and they're hurting us. And so I got to put on my armor and my shield of armor and go, okay, forget you troll. I've got these other people out here I don't even know who are looking to me to be supportive of them.
3: Mm.
0: And that's my responsibility. You, Troll, go back yeah. in your hole. <laughs> there we go. I got <laughs> Oh, that's a new one. That's, I'm going to put that down. Troll, back in your hole. That's going to give you a new one.
3: <laughs> I have, other,
0: I have a, don't. Uh, no pitch slapping. That is when you show up in people's boxes and you're doing your promotion sales. We don't like that. And don't post and ghost. So now we have don't troll, go in your hole. Now we have three. (laughs) The second thing, though, I talked about one. It was engagement. That's the most important. The second thing is I'm going to use the word expansive. Show up. Share your knowledge. Share your opinion. Share you. I had a guy who was 55 years old, which doesn't seem too old to me. But I was talking with him. and (laughs) He was like. I don't know what to post on LinkedIn. I'm a funny guy. I'm always cracking jokes, but I'm really afraid that I'm going to um, tick off these millennials and I'm not going to say the right thing and blah, 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 And I said, you know, who cares? If we're showing up and we're being somebody else, we're not attracting the people that we're meant to attract. So don't worry about yeah. all that. Be you, be authentic. You know, somebody told me once not to wear pink. It was too feminine. I decided they could go back in their hole. I was going to wear pink. <laughs>
2: I love pink. Thanks to Barbie. (laughs) Um, Well, Jennifer, these tips are so amazing. Thank you for sharing. I've got a couple of fun little uh, quick fire questions for you about you and your your brand. Well, we've been talking all about your brand. What is your favorite brand as a consumer? What are you obsessed with? Oh,
0: that's such a great question. Um, Okay, well, right now. And for the foreseeable future, because I'm so excited, is my new cardio drumming, which is called Pound Fit. It's Pound. It's the, the brand name is Pound. And I really love how they they have branded colors that mean something. But although I just realized the color of the drumsticks is the same color as a green screen, so that could be a, an issue
3: <laughs> for virtual
0: presenting. <laughs> I also love what they're about. And so uh, when I show up, so I got trained to be a certified pro uh, drumming instructor. They don't call it pound drumming. They call it pound fitness. Um, So I have to be careful with the branding words because they're really important to them. Um, When I show up, and I I go to the classes online. I see people of all sizes and genders and colors, and I love that. To me, like diversity is one of my number one um, things on my values list. And so when I show yeah. up to classes and I see plus size women, I see uh, my gay guy, you know, doing the course. I see my um, woman of color doing the course. Like I get so excited, and those are the courses I go watch because I know that they represent um, by demonstrating, not just saying, but by demonstrating, having the people actually there teaching the classes that what they say is pound is for anybody, Mm. anybody, anybody, B-O-D-Y. And I love that. So I love the fact that they say what they're doing and then they back it up by demonstrating it.
3: Yeah.
2: And it sounds like you have an amazing experience doing it.
0: Oh, and it's so much fun. I am just absolutely hooked. Yes.
2: And so, Jennifer, if you were a type of car, what type of car would Jennifer Darling be?
0: Ooh, I would be a convertible Bentley.
2: Ooh, and why? <laughs> Very specific.
0: <laughs> yes, because it is a luxury, but also you can put the top down and go speedy fast.
3: mm Love that.
2: (laughs) And finally, Jennifer, what's the best career advice you'd like to pass on to our listeners?
0: Mm, Such a great question. Um, I think it's a couple of parts. I want to say the old Confucius saying, which is have a job that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. I want to say that. But (laughs) (laughs) But money is energy. And if we have a favorite job in the world and we're not making any money and we're, we're suffering in other parts of our lives, that that may not be the best thing for for you. So what I like to think about is how can you have passion and have uh, money? I call it profit for business owners. But how can you have passion and profit in yeah. your business? Where can you find the alignment of both things? And I don't think it has to be an answer of like when you're in your 20s. And and that's going to be the same thing as when you're in your 50s or 80s. I don't think that's it. I think it could be something in your 20s or 25 or 28 and something when you're 37 or 46. Like, I think it can change and evolve as you're going through your own journey in life. But if you can find a place where you're both making money and you're happy, then that is, that is like golden. Wow.
2: Well, Jennifer, darling, thank you so much for sharing your evolution and all of your amazing uh, LinkedIn tips. And if people want to get the increase your leads with LinkedIn 52 tips for sales success, what's the best way to get the book?
0: I say the best way is to go to my website because then I'm going to send you an autographed copy of the book. Yay. Yay. Instead of you can go to Amazon, but then you can pay extra shipping fees. And you're not going to get uh, an autographed copy. So, but you can find it there. Um, So that would you go to my website or you go to my LinkedIn profile. It's right on the front page of my LinkedIn profile. My website is darlingcoaching.com. And my LinkedIn is Jennifer Darling Speaks. There's another Jennifer Darling. She won't give me her price yet for she's got that URL. (laughs) Someday she
2: might. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And here's to an amazing 2022, Jennifer.
0: Yes. I'm raising my uh, fake. Martini
2: glass to cheer you you right now. Cheers, cheers.
1: Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level?
2: Wow, I just love talking with Jennifer Darling. When she talks about having energy, I always get amazing energy from her. She had so many great tips about LinkedIn and her own experiences leading with her brand throughout her career. But you know what my aha moment there was, was this whole notion of if you're just being neutral, if you're just there on LinkedIn and you're not posting and you're not connecting and you're not interacting with people, it's not just a neutral activity. You're actually ghosting people because people are reaching out to you and people want to know about your brand. And quite frankly, people cannot be advocates and ambassadors of your brand and your career if you are ghosting them on LinkedIn. So make sure that you're following all of her tips about engaging with people and leading with your brand every single day, especially as so many of us are still working from home. Well, that's our show for today. If you loved what you heard, make sure that you are following us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts so you get a brand new show every single week. And we are going to continue with our Lead With Your Brand New Year challenge for 2022. So visit leadwithyourbrand.com slash new year to go ahead and get your five tips for leading with your brand worksheet as well as our worksheet from last week on how to define and super serve your career audience and this week's brand new sheet that is all about knowing what you stand for today. Each week we will give you a brand new worksheet so that you can make this your year for your next career breakthrough. Because remember this year you are not going to be a boring old commodity in your career like coffee. You are going to be a super premium career brand just like starbucks
1: you've been listening to lead with your brand the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host personal branding expert diversity advocate and keynote speaker jason patria